Hey guys! Hi! I'm Grace. And I'm Joy. And this is Murder by Murder, a history of the world as told in 225 murders. Yeah! Yeah! Hooray! <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but Joy is in a big bluey mood. A big bluey phase. So? Oh, nothing wrong with it. Just, just pointing it out. Blue is amazing. It, it is. Just pointing it out so the listeners can enjoy it with you. <laughs> so, we're back at it again. We are. Uh, do we have any business that we need to get you to today? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. I know that um, last week's episode was really heavy and really intense, so we are making a conscious effort to make this week's episode a lot more light yeah. and fun. I know that this is a... A murder podcast, so we're gonna we're gonna make it as light as we can while yeah. still, you know, preserving the respect the respect of the subject material that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, nothing crazy, nothing too graphic for this episode. It's gonna be a little bit more, a little bit more punchy from us. All right, sounds week. good. Today, we are doing the Great Principality of Liechtenstein. Ooh, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) All I understood from that sentence was Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein, yep. So, Liechtenstein, it is a small country in Europe. Yes. Um, A principality, it's a state ruled by a prince. Switzerland. Okay. Um, for reference, that's about 62 square miles. That's about the size of Rhode Island. Wow. Or Washington, D.C. Tiny. It's tiny. It's it's tiny small. boy. Tiny boy. Not as small as Vatican City. No. But it's still, still small boy. It's very small. Small. Yep. Um, Liechtenstein is also um, a pretty wealthy country. It is based on a pretty small but significant agricultural mm-hmm. uh, sector of its economy. Um, and they get a lot of money from tourism and IT. Um, you Makes know, they, sense. Yeah, they have a lot of, they have like a big customs union with Switzerland. Um, and as such, I believe they use Swiss francs as okay. uh, their national currency. 
Um, and you know, it's a beautiful country. It's, it has like these medieval castles. It's full of mountains and beautiful like landscapes. Yeah. Um, and it has a lot of uh, modern and contemporary art at its museums. It's, it's really quite a beautiful country, even yeah. though it is pretty small. Um, sure. Yeah. So, and the cost of living in Liechtenstein is about 25.7% higher than living in the United States. Oh, wow. But the rent in Liechtenstein is about 16.9% lower than oh. the United States. Okay. So. So does that mean if we, that we would be able to have cheaper rent? <laughs> Probably. Because, should we move to Liechtenstein? I mean, maybe. Do you want to learn German and move to Liechtenstein? I mean, let's learn German. Let's That'd learn be German. a good time. <laughs> but yeah, well, if you do wish to live in Liechtenstein, you do require a residence permit. So. Okay. We're gonna okay. Need, I, we're going to need one of those. I could do that so easy. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, Liechtenstein is an incredibly small country. It is also a pretty young country. Okay. Double check. Very important. So, Liechtenstein is such a small country, and it was created in 1719. Okay. But it's so small that it, it doesn't have a lot of crime, just because it's not big enough to have a lot of yeah. crime. It's kind of the same, you run into the same problem with Vatican City. Yeah. We're gonna run into the same problem when we cover Luxembourg, Andorra, Monaco, those okay. countries. But we will find something to talk about. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I fortunately have found something to talk about today. Yeah. We are going to be doing three different cases. Ooh. Because, believe it or not, Liechtenstein has only had 12 murders total since the year 1970. That is impressive. First of all, snaps. Yeah! Snaps for Liechtenstein. Because that is Washington, D.C. and Rhode Island, which are the same size, uh, that, that we, we're not as good as that. that that's for sure. Uh-uh. That's for sure. No. So, great job in that department. Yes. Also, sorry about our upstairs neighbors. Yeah, oh my gosh, they're the worst. They are the worst. We'll do our best to suppress that in post. Uh, I can't really do anything about it. You can't. Nope. Well, then maybe we should just wait a little bit until they stop. It's like, why are they vacuuming? I know. It's so they're rude. Gross. So, instead of just covering one big murder for okay. you today, we're actually going to be covering three Ooh. smaller cases. Okay. And one of them isn't even a murder. <gasps> I know. Me not covering a murder on an old podcast that's literally called Murder by Murder. So... Instead of just covering one big case for you guys, we're instead going to be covering three smaller cases. What? Yup. Cool. Because I just couldn't find one, one big case. And if you if you do find one big case, if you are a local, um, Lichtens 
Lichtenstein-y. Lichtensteinian. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will work on that. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, anyways, if you are from Lichtenstein uh, and you know of one, please let us know. Please let us know. Yeah, we would love to. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, very much. Very much. Um. <laughs> anyways, I'd be happy to cover that at a later date. I'm always happy to cover cases from countries more than once. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just depending on what people request. Yep. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find anything big, so instead we're going to do these three little ones. Okay. And yeah, we'll just kind of see where it takes us. Alright. Okay. Let's get going. Sounds good. So, we're going to begin with the Liechtenstein bank murders. Okay. So, on Monday in April 2014, um, Jürgen Frick was shot in the Liechtenstein private bank's underground garage in the town of Balzers in Liechtenstein. Okay. The police um, began to launch a manhunt for the uh, suspected uh, murderer who was seen driving away in a white and gray smart car. <laughs> smart cars are so tiny. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they believed that maybe he committed suicide after his driver's license and passport were found near the Rhine River. So after oh. they found his driver's license and passport, this of course revealed his identity, which we will get to in just a second. Okay. But, um, COO Edie Wardiger, a COO of the bank, um, said, the employees of the bank are stunned by the senseless act. Words cannot express our grief at the loss of Jürgen Frick. We extend the mourning family Frick our sincere condolences. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure most, like, if, if it was in the U.S., they probably wouldn't have said anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is awful and not how it should be at all. Yeah. I know. I mean, you remember, um, we talked about the death of, um, yeah. my friend who was a banker. Yeah. He didn't, his business didn't say anything. Which sucked. Yeah. But, in any case, um, the police eventually said that they were hunting the suspected gunman, and they eventually named him as the former fund manager, Jürgen Hermann. Yes, they're both named Jürgen. <laughs> that is actually so funny. <laughs> I know. And I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny. No. But it, but it is. It is, but it isn't. It is, but it isn't. <laughs> um, wait, so... <laughs> Is that just like a common name there? I believe so. It is a it's a common okay. German name. Yeah, because I was gonna say I was like that like if it was in the US, yeah. It'd be like with a name like Jurgen. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, it's different it from what there. we are used to there. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think it would kind of be the equivalent of like Chad. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what or it is. Emma, right? Like it's just it's a super yeah. common. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he was a former fund manager in the Liechtenstein municipality of Moren. Um, 
and they discovered his abandoned car about 16 miles from the crime scene near the River Rhine, where he appeared to have committed suicide. Wow. Um, The police spokesman said that clothing and documents, including his passport and his driver's license, which we said earlier, um, were found, and that the tracker dogs, which apparently they were tracker dogs, Okay. Those just kind of appeared in this article. Um, <laughs> had traced his movements to the bank of the river. Mm. So they initially assumed that Herman had drowned himself. Excuse me. Yeah. Which is, I, fe- I feel like that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Seeing, like, with the evidence and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Furthermore, um, the police spokesperson said... Quote, in the passport, there were handwritten notes confessing to the crime as well as parting words. Because of the circumstances and the evidence, suicide has to be assumed. Mm. However, and you're going to like this, there was some speculation that Herman could have faked his own suicide. Because there were some acquaintances of his who said that he was a very accomplished diver. Oh. And that he had been practicing the sport ever since he was 13. And that he had once helped the U.S. Navy develop an underwater computer. Oh, interesting. Now, I will say, the only place that I saw that was in the New York Post. And we know how I feel about the New York Post. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to say we take that with a, with grain a little salt. grain of salt. But it's still interesting to think about very interesting to think about but regardless you know these kinds of reports it added to a pretty complex web of evidence which surrounded uh Jürgen Hermann and you know there were a lot of claims that Hermann was mentally disturbed that he suffered from narcissistic personality disorder all of these things right um on his website he had a website uh, Herman described himself as the Robin Hood of Liechtenstein, public enemy number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. And he demanded the, quote, return of investments worth millions destroyed by the Liechtenstein financial mafia. Okay. So, um, let's maybe get a little background on Herman and see maybe yeah. why he committed these murders. So, he had used Bank Frick as his depository bank. Okay. Um, and he had blamed the firm and the regulators for the eventual fall of his fund, right? Yeah. Because in 2004, all of his investors pulled their money away from his fund after his board of directors stepped down, and he named himself the sole chairman. This scared away his investors. They were like, nope, we're out. So they pulled all their money, and they left. So the bank reported him to the regulators and his fund was liquidated in 2005. Mm. Gotcha. Herman was um, not happy about this. Oh, I'm sure he wasn't. Oh, and he filed lawsuits seeking $226 million from the government. Bro. And $37 million from Bank Frick. That's dumb. Uh Uh-huh. That's really dumb of him. Mm-hmm. And Bank Frick themselves said that Herman had tried to blackmail the bank and hold it responsible for the collapse of his fund in 2005. Oh, And sure they said did. that Herman had demanded money and threatened to, um, you know, soil the bank's name with claims that it had acted illegally. 
And Bank Frick had said that it was planning on seeking to prosecute Herman for blackmailing and threatening to blackmail the blank the the, the, the bank. Uh-huh. <laughs> the blank bank. Yes. <laughs> they were gonna prosecute him for blackmailing him yeah. for blackmailing the bank. Mm. So perhaps rather than waiting for all of that to go down, he thought he could just take his revenge. Oh. And call it like it is. Yeah. So he has still not been found and is presumed dead. Um I am of the opinion that he is most likely he is probably dead. He is most likely dead. But it's Um, still fun. Yes. To think that like it's fun to think about. But, you know, if he is still alive, um, screw you. Yeah. Because you killed someone. Yeah. And uh, you're the worst. If yeah. You, do that. you killed someone because you were mad about money. Yeah. That's like the worst reason to kill somebody. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's like, bro, everyone's got money problems. Deal of course. With it. And, you know, of course, to the family of Jürgen Frey, yes. you know, I'm so sorry for them and for their loss. That's. Oh, 100%. That is so awful. It's so hard because it's just like. Mm-hmm. It's st- it's not something they were expecting to happen. Yeah, which so, is awful. Mm-hmm. The I feel like those are sometimes like, not sometimes, but like I feel yeah. like those are like the worst kinds. Yeah. Of deaths. Yeah, absolutely. Because it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So with that, that concludes the Liechtenstein bank murder. Okay. So. We are now going to move on to the gymnasium murders. Gym? Like like a gym? Like a gym. Huh. Interesting. Yup. Gymnasium. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I'm going to be totally honest. I have no idea whether or not this case is real. I found one article about it. Huh. And I found it through Reddit. Thank you to Moondog151 for posting this on Reddit. We appreciate you. I love Reddit. I love Reddit as well. It's for the most part. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, so Moondog151, uh, you're a real one. Yeah. Appreciate this. Yes. We will um take this case with a grain of salt. Yes, but yeah, that being said, we're gonna take this case with a grain of salt because I really couldn't find much about it. But it was an interesting story, so might as well. Yeah, and also there are no names used in it, so yeah, there's no one, um, there's no one being harmed, even if it is not true. Yeah. So, because names are not, we love that. Names are powerful things. No, so powerful. Yeah. A 33-year-old cleaner working at the Liechtensteinish Museum, which was a high school. Okay. Museum. Gymnasium. Jeez. (laughs) Okay, because I got confused for a second, so I was like, wait, I'm sorry. It's just late at night, and I'm just tired, and I want ice cream, and... I want ice cream, too. Anyways, a 33-year-old cleaner was working at the Lichtensteinish Gymnasium. Yeah. This was a high school. Okay. She was waiting for her boyfriend, who was a 31-year-old German, to pick her up from work. Okay. Now, the the pronouns and stuff get kind of convoluted here, so um, I'm just going to give them names. 
Okay. Because that's going to be easy for me. We're going to call the cleaner Katie. Okay. And we're going to call the boyfriend Brad. Okay. I was going to say Dave. Uh, we're going to call the ex-husband Dave. Okay. Yeah. I named one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Katie so, is the cleaner. Yep. So Katie is waiting for her boyfriend Brad to pick her up from work. Okay. okay. So her 36-year-old husband, ex-husband, Dave, approached her at the school with a bottle of champagne. Oh. He wanted to celebrate their anniversary, even though they were divorced. Yeah, you guys are divorced. Yeah. So, um, the boyfriend ended up coming to the school. Mm-hmm. He entered the property, and according to him, he heard Katie say, I don't want to, quote. Mm-hmm. And then he entered the room, and he, fo- and he found Dave with his zipper pulled down. Oh. So this resulted in a verbal and physical altercation, and it ultimately ended with Dave's unfortunate demise. Oh, no. So Brad said that he was remorseful, but that he acted in self-defense. Right? Mm. Um, Brad said, quote, not a day goes by that I don't wish I hadn't picked up my girlfriend from work that Monday. It is very important to me to recite the lines I have written right at the beginning of the process. It was never my intention to kill my girlfriend's husband. I deeply regret my behavior. That being said, he still pleaded not guilty. (laughs) Bro. He said, quote, I waited for my girlfriend in the parking lot in front of the high school for an hour. She worked there as a cleaner. When she didn't show up, I looked for her in the apartment and called several times. Eventually, I returned to the high school and went to see her in the school's cleaning room. I heard her desperate voice from the cleaning room. No, I don't want to. The door was locked. I knocked several times on the door and called her until she finally opened the door. Behind her stood her ex-husband with his zipper unzipped. I saw red at that moment. Okay. Yeah. So, (laughs) Brad put Dave in a headlock. Oh. No, no. Dave put Brad in a headlock. (gasps) And eventually he freed himself, and Dave went after Brad again, or so he says. Okay. Right? So, Brad is saying that you know, Brad opened the door, he sees his girlfriend standing there with her ex-husband, uh-huh. and then the ex-husband just starts attacking him. That is what Brad is saying. Now, personally, I no. don't buy that for one second. No, that is ridiculous. I think that's BS. It is 100% BS. Yes. That is not how things work. I know. Like, and if that is real, what the actual... Right? Like, I think it's stupid. I think, yeah, no, this is not, that's not what happened. Anyways. I don't believe that's what happened. No, that's not what happened. Um, he said, uh, Brad said about Dave, quote, he was extremely wild. It felt like a movie that's being rewound over and over again. Dave fell to the ground and got up again. He fell down again and got up again, and so on. Only after a strong fist punch did he finally stop. You could still feel your pulse and breathing, so I put him on his side and left the room. 
What? Yeah. <laughs> so, according to a medical forensic report, um, it would have been impossible for Dave to get up again after such a blow. He also had 1.9 per milliliter alcohol mm. in his blood. That was his BAC, blood alcohol content. Yeah. Um, and it's also important to note that all of Brad's kicks landed mm. because he was in the military. <gasps> and so he had done combat training during mm. his military service. Oh. Now, as for Katie, sweet, sweet Katie. Oh, poor Katie. Katie said that she didn't know anything about the fight. Girl. She said, quote, While the two men were still verbally attacking each other, I took the car key, punched out, and just waited outside. I was afraid of losing my job. I depend on the wages. It is my greatest fear I will no longer be able to see my children. The accusation that I want my husband dead is unjustified and hurts a lot. I regret that I did not manage to find a final settlement between me and my husband. Unfortunately, I realized the seriousness of the situation far too late. Mm. A forensic psychiatrist did say that both of, both Katie and Brad were not mentally impaired at the time of the crime. Okay. So... After deliberation, the court decided to sentence Brad to 10 years in prison for the murder. Okay. And Katie got away with a conditional prison sentence of eight months for failing to assist. Yeah, for kind of just like, mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not too surprised by that. Yeah. So that concludes... The gymnasium murders, which I'm not even sure happened, but either way, fun story. Yeah, it's a fun <laughs> story. So, now, for our third case, we are going to do something a little different. Okay. Mostly because I couldn't find a third murder. Okay. So we're going to do a missing persons case. Ooh, those are fun. Like, not, not, okay. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean! Interesting. I find them they interesting. They are interesting. It is not fun. It's just... No, I... I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> yeah, you just keep digging your hole, Joy. Grace! Grace... Okay, guys, Grace is so mean to me. <laughs> I am so nice. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, so, the, our missing person, yes, who is still missing, by the way. Oh, no. So sad. Um, that is, that is awful. I know. Her name is Hedwig Rosa Beck. All right. Um, she left her home in Tricern on a Monday evening. Okay. To go Nordic walking. Nordic walking? What's mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Nordic walking. Uh, Nordic walking is apparently you walk with, um, like, these poles. Okay. Um, and it, like, increases your walking speed. Uh, like you're going on a hike? <laughs> kind of? It, 
like helps like per it like but it's like two sticks you walk with two sticks and it helps like provide like propulsion again like a hike kind of yeah and it makes you lighter on your feet but you just walk um okay yeah that is an interesting thing that some people do well it, it's uh, apparently better than regular walking because you engage 80 to 90 percent of your muscles as opposed to 50 percent huh. um, and it burns more calories um, from an increase of 18 percent to 16 to 67 percent more calories than average walking huh. so you know interesting so she cool. you know she's 51 years old and she went Nordic walking so you know she's She's keeping fit. She's doing her thing. She goes to Pilates, and I love it. <laughs> Definitely. So Hedwig was seen for the last time in Salzburg. I definitely did not get that right. Give me a second to look <laughs> up that pronunciation. Yeah, what are you doing, Grace? Okay, I believe it is pronounced Salzburg. But I can't actually find any results when I look up how to pronounce it, so I'm going to go with that. Okay. Just know we are trying. Um, anyways, um, as people search for her, about two days later, her little Nordic walking sticks and her glasses were found missing uh-huh. at the Rheinhör, but there is no trace of Hedwig herself. She is a 51-year-old woman. She is about uh, 172 centimeters tall. She's quite slim. She has blonde hair and she wears glasses. Okay. When she left the address, she was wearing black Adidas trainers, possibly pink shoes, and a black jacket. Yeah, so she went missing around 7 p.m. on July 21st at 2008. And the search was conducted on July 23rd, 2008. Okay. Um, and I really don't know how big the search was. Yeah. Um, but um, also, thank you to Moondog151 for helping me with some information from this case. Um, <laughs> Moondog151 is really coming in clutch for this, Um, but in the words of Moondog151, I assume due to the country's small size being being an everyone-knows-everyone type of country, that the search would have been of considerable size due to lack of anything else going on. That's... Yeah, that sounds fair enough. Yep. So, um, there is a river... Um, oh. near where she is found, and on the other side of that river, wait, where is she was, Switzerland? Where she was going? Where she, where like some of her, um, where she was last seen. The, okay. The the road where she was last seen. Okay, that makes more sense. Is along a river. Yeah, sorry, that's my bad. So the along a river is where she was last seen, and then on the other side of that river is Switzerland. Oh. T. Interesting. So there are three. Theories. Okay. One is that there was a terrible accident and somehow she fell in that river and drowned. Yeah. Number two was that it was suicide and she drowned herself. I don't think it's that no. based on the everything no. that's happened. On whatever, on the stuff that we know about her, I don't think she would do no. that kind of thing. 
And number three, she was a victim of a very, very rare Lichtenstein murder. And her body was dumped in the river. Hmm. Interesting. All very interesting yeah. theories. Either way, it's safe to assume that her body is probably somewhere in that river. Yeah. But in which case, like, if that's the case, where is it now? And where did it wind up? Because that river it's runs to Switzerland. Yeah. And I'm sure that the police have searched it, and yet, you know, no body has been found. So, no. and, you know, is it at the bottom of the river? Although bodies float, because yeah. gases build up. That's just how it works. Yeah. Um, Maybe. You know, or, you know, she could be washed up somewhere in Switzerland and is just unidentified because yeah. she's not a Swiss citizen. Yeah, that's very true. Which is so sad to me to that's think about. Sad. So if you have any information about Hedwig Rosebeck, um, you can contact the Liechtenstein State Police at 004-23-236-71-11, or you can call a cantonal police station in Liechtenstein. And that concludes our missing persons case of Miss Hedwig Rosebeck. Yeah, that's sad. I know. I hope that they find her, or at the very least that her family can find her body so that they can have some semblance of closure. Oh, 100%. Because that's just such an, an awful thing Yeah. to no. go through. Yeah, and not getting closure is awful. It's, it's so oh harsh. Gosh. Awful absolutely awful yeah so you know my heart goes out to goes out to miss beck's family and yes. to the frick family yeah. um of course so yeah and you know if the gymnasium murder is real then to Our dave's family yes <laughs> hearts go out dave and katie had kids together so yeah. they, it means that they lost their father and it was kind of their mom's fault that's gotta be really tough to live with yeah but you know honestly i'm just still amazed at how well Liechtenstein has done with um yeah minimizing its murder rate because you know washington dc and rhode island are the same size as Liechtenstein, and we we have not done as well when it comes to our murder rate no granted we have a denser population but yeah, but still still it just I think, you know, Liechtenstein has a lot to be proud of in terms yes. of how low the murder rate is. Yeah, 100%. Um, and and that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Yes, very good thing. So, anyways, I think this concludes our episode on Liechtenstein. All right. For the day. Sounds good. Yeah, if you guys know any of, like, any cases that you guys want us to go over, please reach out and tell us. Yes. We, we want to hear from you guys. We know you're listening, mm-hmm. and we appreciate it. Yes, and we love you. We do. You guys don't understand. We have so much love. Oh yes, for all of our. There listeners. is so much love here in this. Yeah, there's just so much happening here, um, and we look forward to hearing from all of you. Yes, and we hope to hear from all of you. Yes, absolutely. So. That being said, we hope you keep listening. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.